I would like to begin by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land on which I create this compliance episode today. I would also like to pay my respects to the elders, past, present and emerging. I would also like to pay respect to the people that have passed down, deepened, enriched the compliance knowledge and wisdom I'm privileged to embody today and share throughout my work as a conscious career coach. Dearest you, welcome again to another episode of Compliance Careerist. In the last episode, we've talked about KYC, know your customer, and we gave a brief um, overview of what it is and the requirement for obliged entities or regulated entities to perform know your customer checks um, or KYC checks in order to understand uh, their customer and who you're dealing with and that customer doesn't really represent any risk for fraud, money laundering, terrorism financing or any other unlawful activities or financial crime in general. And so today we'll be um, talking around uh, the same concept or the same topic, more or less, uh, except we're going to be tackling a little bit of the customer due diligence on program and maybe what's the difference between KYC and CDD in general. So um, getting right into it, we can just say that um, as you might have already guessed, um, having a customer due diligence program um, originates from uh, FADF or FADF, if you remember, Financial Action Task Force. In one of their recommendations, they say that in particular, financial institutions should uh, be required to undertake customer due diligence. Now, depending on the jurisdiction where you are living, um, the requirement to conduct proper customer due diligence might not only be limited to financial institutions, um, but to extended a variety of businesses, organizations, and professionals as previously established and, and mentioned. Customer due diligence is the act of performing background checks and other screening on the customer to ensure that they are properly risk assessed before being onboarded. CDD is essentially at the heart of uh, anti-money laundering and KYC initiatives. Uh, it is designed to help banks and financial institutions prevent financial crimes like money laundering, terrorist financing, human and drug trafficking and fraud. An effective customer due diligence program includes collecting a variety of customer information um, throughout the course of a company customer relationship. Here are some of the customer due diligence requirements that um, most of the businesses do collect in order to assess a customer risk profile and risk and perform risk assessment. So did you collect customer information um, to ensure customers are who they say they are? So companies usually collect the customer's phone name, uh, ID, um, an address, a phone number, email address, so all the things that you use to most of the time create an account. Um, imagine you create an account online, you usually go, give your name 
and ID number and, and whatnot. Sometimes also that includes occupation, tax identification number and, and so on and so forth. So it could be more than just that. It depends on the company and what they're looking for. And then also there is a business information if you're acting in a um, professional um, capacity. CDD measures um, also include additional identif uh, identifying information about um, the business or also the business model, uh, the nature of the business, um, social funds, and also most importantly, the beneficial ownership information, as in who owns the business. So <clears throat> once somebody um, gives this information uh, with their on site, when you go create an account face to face with a relationship manager or you create it online, the business would uh, the business um, takes that information and then performs uh, a risk assessment and a risk uh, and then assigns a risk profile to um, to the customer or to you. So based on the customer's identity, location, types of business, customers are sorted usually into uh, three different risk buckets or risk levels. And that's usually either you are a low risk um, or a medium or standard risk. And then lastly is high risk. So it's low, medium and high. And to and that's done usually in order to indicate the level of money laundering risk that you know a customer poses. So a customer's risk profile determines how much due diligence is required. Um, high risk customers need more in depth due diligence process than low risk customers. And obviously that does not stop there. Um, as in customer due diligence does not just like to stop after you provide the information and you are onboarded. Um, CDD measures should also include some sort of ongoing monitoring system to keep an eye on high-risk customers, suspicious transactions, and changing customer uh, customer profile, etc. So that what um, CDD in general, like you know, has um, some of the people that usually would pose a high risk um, to a business. Um, these. For the sake of an example, we have our peps or politically exposed persons. So these are people with a high, let's say, rate or a chance of them committing um, something a bit um, suspicious. And usually um, politically exposed persons bring a risk um, with them. And usually that involves around bribery and corruption. So these are usually like, you know, subject to enhanced due diligence and have to go through a thorough in-depth check in comparison to somebody who is deemed to be low risk and does not pose a high risk for money laundering and terrorism financing. But that's just one example of um, a risk level and the category of people that have to go through ADD. So again, uh, in terms of the elements of a customer due diligence program, um, usually there's about six um as I mentioned, there is the identification piece. So that's where the customer um, provides the basic information about like, you know, themselves as in the first name, the last name, the date of birth, where you are located, your address and stuff like this. And then there is secondly, the um, verification. So most of the times um, you will want to verify the customer's identity uh, using reliable independent, uh, independent source documents, uh, data or information. 
And for example, that could be the ID card, the ID card or a passport. The next thing is um, understanding the nature of the relationship of the customer you just identified and verified. So if that's not already evident, uh, the purpose and the intention of the nature of the business relationship has to be um, sort of like, you know, clear uh, and understood between uh, you as a business and the customer you're onboarding to uh, your services and um, products and whatever you offer. So <clears throat> additional information uh, may be required um, from the customer. And that could also include the customer's location, the occupation in case of an individual, the types of business art dealings that they want to do with you, the payment methods they want to be using with you, the geographical regions and the industry they operate in, and potentially some more. And then um, next, you do also have to obtain some documentation um, to make sure that the information you've obtained is correct. Ideally, if you have um, an IT system in place that supports this, that's great. Um, there's a lot of vendors that can also provide this type of service. But, <clears throat> so, this is basically needed um, to help you later on in terms of understanding the customer relationship. The more you know about the customer, the better you can serve them. Um, so the value is, uh, the value in getting and documenting all of this information is not limited to complying with regulatory requirements, but you have also the opportunity to generate future business um, with that information. And then obviously, um, lastly, you've got uh, AML risk scoring to so know that or you have all the information at hand, uh, it's time to figure out what potential money laundering risk this customer imposes on uh, your organization. So for this risk scoring, uh, there are many dedicated risk scoring engines available on that factoring multiple um, information. For example, these engines um, might perform automated search, um, searches in databases, news outlets, and criminal records. And they'll also factor in the product and services the customer wants to use, the, geogra the, the geographical region, and many more. And this is really sophisticated risk modeling that takes place um, here. And um, at the bottom line, you will then get a risk scoring um, or a risk score for the customer. And, and then you will understand what type of KYC you would want to do with them or whether you want to KYC them. Um, as low-risk customers or as a medium-risk customer or as we said, if their history is pretty shady, <laughs> uh, you might want to apply um, enhanced due diligence with uh, these customers. So um, lastly, just want to leave with the ongoing due diligence um, that can differ um, from a risk level to another. Um, so with low risk customers, you might want to see them every, I don't know, um, three years or um, five years. So that's when you can re-verify the, the information again to make sure that you hold accurate data. For medium um, risk customers, you might want to also typically do this every two to three years. And for high risk customers, the practice is, uh, it's every year or it's on a yearly basis. 
And obviously, this might also differ from one jurisdiction to another and from one industry to another. So there is no um, set in stone rules, but you get the gist of it. If you're low risk, um, you get to re verify the customer once in a huge while. And if you're medium, somewhere in between. And if you're high risk, you might want to do this a bit, a bit more frequently. So that would be it for today for KYC and CDD. And I hope you've learned something new in this episode. And stay tuned for another podcast um, episode um, tomorrow. Have a lovely day or have a lovely evening wherever you are. Thank you for visiting us for this episode of Compliance Careerist. Consider following us if you consider taking on development and professional opportunities to help you succeed consciously. And if you know someone who would benefit of listening to Compliance Careerist, please share it with them.